Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 16th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And also I'll be doing another, uh, the big topic in women's MMA uh, podcast later this week with Schwan Humes, uh, covering last weekend's matches uh, in the UFC and also uh, previewing uh, upcoming matches as well. Okay, got five new videos up on the blog. First, I have three videos from Saturday's UFC show, so uh, let's go over those. First one is Cynthia Calvillo versus Jessica I at Flyweight. So this was the main event because Jessica is ranked number one at Flyweight. I mean, for me, she shouldn't be ranked. She shouldn't be ranked that high. It's too high. But she did get a big win last time out. And so this is Cynthia's first fight at flyweight after missing weight at strawweight. So she's now training at American Kickboxing Academy in San Jose. So I thought with her last win, Jessica had good chemistry with her new coach, Eric Nixick. Uh, he's uh, at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. And she has a big size advantage. Plus, she missed weight and apparently she cheated by holding the towel. So one would think she would be aggressive and try to dominate. No such luck. Jessica reverted to her old, ineffective ways and did nothing for five rounds. And Nick Sick told her what to do, but she didn't listen to him, and she thought she won the fight. So both fighters were ineffective in round one. Uh, Cynthia was marginally more ineffective, so I scored the round 10-9 for Jessica. But Jessica knew she messed up. Sorry, but Cynthia knew she messed up and was better for the rest of the fight. And that's why she won. She made adjustments and Jessica didn't. Um, Cynthia scored a takedown in early in round two and won 10-9. Round three was similar to round one, but worse. So um, Cynthia won the round 10-9. She scored a takedown late in the round. I knew the judges would score it that way because it's kind of like stealing the round. I would have not counted it and give give it 10-9, but give it 9-9. So now one would think Jessica would be more aggressive and show some urgency, but she didn't. So Cynthia won the next two rounds. I scored the fight 49-46 for Cynthia. Two judges scored it the same, and the third scored it 48-47. And then Jessica was surprised that when she lost, and I guess that was the problem. She thought she was winning. Now, as far as Cynthia goes, Valentina Shevchenko is currently recovering from an ankle injury, but her next title defense will be against Joanne Calderwood. Caitlin Chukigian is a possible next opponent for Cynthia. She called her out, and then we'll see after that. The lesson to be learned from this is don't pay attention to UFC rankings because they are screwed up, and the UFC only uses the rankings when it suits them. So enjoy the video. Okay, now uh, we have two other fights here. Uh, Maria Agapova versus Hannah Cyphers, and this was at uh, Flyweight, right. Uh, Maria lost to Tracy Cortez in Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, uh, but two wins in Victor got her into the UFC. She's, she's a, she was a boxing champ in her native Kazakhstan. She now trains an American top team in Florida. Hannah is a late replacement, and she is a strawweight fighting at Flyweight, so I expected Maria to win easily. And after she knocked Hannah down with a head kick, she took her back and won with a rear naked choke. Uh, Maria is 23 years old, and as we saw in her post-match interview, her English is really good, and she has charisma. Uh, so she has potential, though I obviously would like to see her face better competition. She called out Shayna Dobson. Wouldn't mind seeing that. 
And uh, the third match is Julia Avila versus Gina Mazzani. Um, this is a bantamweight. Julia is from Oklahoma City. She is known as the Raging Panda. Remember the killer bunny? <laughs> I like that name too. Anyway, Julia won her UFC debut. Unfortunately, her opponent had visa problems. Gina was in the UFC before, but she was released. She won her last fight outside the UFC, and she lives in Las Vegas. So I expected Julia to get an easy win, and a knee to the body took a lot out of Gina, and she pounded Gina until the fight was stopped. I think it was like less than a minute. And uh, so it went as expected. Now, obviously, I would like to see Julia face better opposition. So those three videos are up on the blog. Okay, now we have two WWE videos, one from Sunday night, uh, Asuka versus Nia, Nia Jax from uh, WWE Backlash. Uh, the match is very similar to their other matches. Asuka is great at selling offense and then firing back. Of course, the only problem is the, it, it, with this match is the double count out finish. Uh, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer reported uh, Sunday night that Asuka was supposed to win and then Vince McMahon changed it during the day. Now, as you may have already heard, Paul Heyman was fired and Bruce Prichard is now running, uh, running Raw and SmackDown. Since the endgame will likely result in Charlotte Flair's champ, it makes no sense to change the finish just to, to just keep Asuka as a weak champ. Uh, making her strong actually helps Charlotte. So I, I don't, I, I, at the time, I was not sure what would happen on Monday night and I wasn't particularly surprised that they had a rematch. And I just posted that video on my blog. Uh, you know... After uh, Monday's match, I still don't know why they did the double countout finish on Sunday. So of all the great things Asuka does, one of the best is her ability to take bumps safely. And this is particularly important with Nia, Nia Jax, who can be very careless. And also, you know, she's a big girl. She should throw Asuka around or anybody else for that matter. The thing is you have to be able to, to survive it. So Nia gave Asuka a powerbomb on the floor. Okay, and I guess concerned fans were tweeting Asuka to see if she is okay. And she tweeted back, and I quote, The impact on the body is severe, but at my level, and I think what she's talking about is her skill level, at my level, I'm not going to be injured like everyone is concerned about. In other words, she's so good, she knows how to take even that kind of bump, which is a really hard bump. She says, it's Asuka quality. Of course, that's when my insides twitched. Though. <laughs> so she can even joke about it. My gosh. Anyway, the finish had Naya hit her Samoan drop finisher, but Asuka had her foot under the ropes. She would have kicked out anyway, obviously. Naya went nuts and attacked the ref. He was going to DQ her, but then Asuka rolled her up and the ref counted quickly and Asuka won. So I expect this to lead to a match at Extreme Rules, how about a cage match? Asuka's never done a cage match. I'm telling you, she's never done a cage match, okay? Anyway, those videos are up on the blog along with the UFC videos, so be sure to check them out at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you uh, have any questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them at Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.